On today's show, we're continuing with our Media Day interviews. We got some great stuff today. We're going to go back to a couple from yesterday because there's some great comments from Luka Doncic, Reggie Bullock that we definitely want to talk about and get into and explain some of their answers. Then we'll hear from Jalen Brunson about some a bunch of stuff. He's got some good stuff. One of my favorite interviews. A lot of people already reached out saying that Jalen Brunson was our favorite interview of the day. So you get to hear uh, a little bits and pieces of what JB had to say as well as Sterling Brown. So will be clips of that, and we'll talk all about it on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. Hey, hey, Dallas Mavericks are NBA champions. Bang! 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 It's good! And the Mavericks have won the game! You know, someone says, oh, that doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, like, hand in his face, like, shot. He's like, oh, that doesn't, doesn't matter. He would, he would just say, ain't no matter. Welcome, you are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The media day, man, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Couldn't think of another noun. <laughs> Couldn't think of a noun that was fun. Oh, well, first off, I want to say. You don't want to know what I almost said. <laughs> I want to say thank you to all the uh, support from listeners over the past, like, I don't know, 24, 48 hours. Uh, that have been watching all the YouTube videos. If you didn't catch yesterday uh, or the past two pods, we had a, a booth, a station at Media Day, and they cycled a, most, a majority of all the players through. We got to talk to all of them. Uh, Nick was just a machine of editing everything and getting every single interview Oof. on YouTube. So uh, it's it's been really cool to see a lot of the uh, interactions and people who reached out and We've been doing this pod for, you know, this is our fifth season of doing Lockdown Mavs. And it's one of the bigger things uh, we've gotten the chance to do. And uh, we've had a lot of guests on the show. But now that it's crazy <laughs> seeing the guest list just uh, went up by like 15, <laughs> uh, you know, and we probably had, I mean, how many guests have we had in five years? 20, you know, 30? Yeah. We, you know, something like that. We're and, not real uh, guest heavy, but we just had a whole bunch of them over the last couple of days, just yesterday, basically. Uh, yeah. Thanks for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen every day. And remember, Lockdown Mavs is free, available on all platforms, including YouTube at Lockdown Mavs. So all of our interviews from Media Day are available on our YouTube channel in full. Go to the Mavs Media Day 2021 playlist, and you can just watch them one by one, back to back, and you can hear us ask dumb, dumb questions, and you can hear us ask some good questions for sure and a bunch of stuff through all the players. Uh, there's some good ones, some hidden ones that I feel like people aren't giving enough love to. Trey Burke was really good. Um, Moses Brown is getting a lot of love that video, yeah. which I thought Moses Brown was, was pretty Guys, good. If you haven't watched Moses Brown, we <laughs> asked, we asked a question about dating advice for a first ideal date <laughs> and Moses Brown quickly gave a restaurant. He was just like, bam, here we go. It's like, he's almost, he was sponsored. It was, it was quick. It was good. So go listen. So those are all available on our YouTube channel, but on the podcast, we still wanted to give you guys some content and still actually talk about some stuff and not just play them all through again. Uh, so we're going to play some clips and talk about them. So today we're going to talk, you know, hear from, from Luca on, on chemistry. We're going to hear from Reggie Bullock and Sterling Brown on defense. We'll hear from Tyrell Terry. The, I think the big news that, that kind of, I feel like we broke was that the reason Tyrell Terry was out, uh, last season for an extended period of time. And so we want to talk about that and maybe dive into that a little bit more and then hear from Jalen Brunson and hear some of those clips on there. So if you want to hear the interviews in full, go to the YouTube channel, but we are going to talk about, uh, individual clips and answers from 
from uh, players on this podcast on this uh, podcast throughout the rest of the week. Mavericks had training camp, their first day of training camp on Tuesday. Not a ton to report back. Training camps tend to be that way. A lot of people just talk about, well, we focused on this and everybody looks great and there was so much energy. It's the most energy I've ever seen. I feel like every every first day of camp is always, this is the most energy we've ever seen. Just guys are just ready to get back, right? Uh, Jason Kidd spoke, uh, Josh Green spoke, and uh, there, was a, there was a Mavs legend there. Mavs legend, Tyson Chandler. Ooh. Super, super cool seeing uh, Tyson there. You know, all the new assistant coaches, you know, were obviously there. You know, Jared Dudley and Christy Tolliver and Sean Sweeney. I mean, the whole new coaching staff. But but Tyson Chandler, that's the big takeaway. We heard his name at Kids Introductory Press Conference. Haven't really seen or heard much about him yet. We knew he was kind of mentoring Moses Brown a little bit. But uh, in action, Moses today. Brown talked to us about that and said some things yeah. specifically that, that that Tyson Chandler taught him. And so go listen to that interview if you want to hear more about that. Yeah. So, but Tyson Chandler apparently is still mulling over what he's going to do with his, you know, it, what's his next step. Uh, Jason Kidd said that they joked with him about giving him a ten day because he looks, he still looks good, like like out there with the guys. Well, we do need another five. <laughs> they could use another center on this team. Um, would he be the best defensive center on this team from whoa, from, whoa. Day, from day one? The answer is yes. Let's move on. Whoa. So. So yeah, uh, Tyson Chandler still mulling it over. He may be an assistant coach. He may not. We're not sure on his situation yet. But uh, all right, I wanted to talk about this clip from yesterday. Luka Doncic talked about chemistry, and Tyrell Terry had another like answer about team chemistry and how this season can be a little bit different than last. So let's hear from Luka Doncic first about team chemistry. Playing Slovenia this summer, it was awesome to watch you play and all the camaraderie and seeing you celebrate with everybody. It seemed like that team was really tight. And then afterwards, you talked about the chemistry of that team and how you want that chemistry and that same kind of trust on this team, the Mavericks team. How do you think you, you go about that as a leader and as the you know, best player on the team? Yeah, I think you can build that. Uh, obviously, you know, you got to hang out with each other. Uh, you got to go maybe to dinners, you know. I think uh, we build that chemistry with the Slovenian national team because we're always together, you know, and no matter what, you know, we're just hanging out, you know, do whatever. I found that answer really interesting because it's like you can build chemistry. Chemistry is something that, that can be built. It's not just something that is immediate. When you think about, you know, we, we joke on our mailbags, we talk about locked on love and we give dating advice and like all that kind of stuff. But chemistry sometimes is, is presented in movies and media and stuff as it just has to click right away. You have to just vibe with somebody immediately, but you can build chemistry. You just get, you get to know somebody you, you got to dinners with them. And I was, I was, I was glad to hear him say that it's something that they can't actually focus on. And there's some, some practical things they can do to build it. Yeah. I mean, I, I think in any workplace setting that you have, you know, a team, you have a, a staff that it's, is this trend. I just had this conversation the other day. It's this transactional uh, relationship versus a, you know, relate like you're building this relational currency. You're having the fun, you're having the team dinners, you're building all of this currency up relationship wise when there is a transaction that happens between your, your relationship to where it's like, hey, let's have a hard conversation or I need something from you. When that conversation happens, it's because it makes it a lot easier to take place because you've built that relationship currency up. So that's where that team chemistry comes into play and hanging out team dinners, all that stuff. And so Tyrell Terry had an answer when we asked him a question about what was different between his rookie year and what everybody else was telling him that their rookie years were like. And he kind of shared something that 
I guess we I guess we knew about last season and what the Mavs had to do last season, but I didn't really realize it in the moment. After talking to probably all your teammates and other players across the league, what's what was different about your rookie year than what others have said their rookie year was like? Because your rookie year was insanely different. Though. Yeah, uh, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> Pretty much every every so often the players just be like, yeah, you're not really experiencing a real season, stuff like that. It was just from like not being able to go to team dinners. Like we couldn't even have meals together. We couldn't hang out together. We weren't even sitting next to each other on the bench. Really. We were, you know, yeah. six feet apart. Um, you know, just so many things where you couldn't like uh, build chemistry early on. Uh, and it kind of showed last year we got off to a slow start and a lot of our teammates were like, you know, we got to do some team bonding and stuff like that. And we just couldn't, you know, so it was, it was tough in that aspect. They couldn't even do team dinners. It's like you heard all the COVID rules last year with six feet apart of the bench and like all this kind of stuff. And there's just all these different things that you could hear, but they couldn't even do those simple things that the teams always do. And every time I hear a former player talk about their time in the NBA, their time in the league, it's all about, well, we used to go to dinner and it was so great. And the team dinners and, you know, who would pick up the tab? And like, they always talk about those as something they fondly remember and, the Mavs couldn't do any of those last year. Yeah, that, I mean that's when the fun stuff happens. That's I mean you see the Halloween picture every year, and yeah, no Halloween picture last year, and no uh, trip to Miami. Yeah, no Miami <laughs> trip. No Miami trip. So, so I, I thought that that was really interesting. Those two answers back to back because the Mavericks are going to be able to to build some chemistry this year, and I think that that is going to help them a lot, especially with like the Luca KP stuff, all that sort of thing. I think that they can. Build that back up. I think that the whole team can can come together and make all of that a little bit better. Where, you know, if you have a team dinner, all right, let's sit down and talk about what should we do when KP is open all the time at the top of the key, right? Like, you know, maybe they, they break down some stuff like that. So I thought that the, the team chemistry can be better, should be better, will be better this season, and that should help the Mavericks a lot this year. Um, coming up, I want to get into some more, uh, some more topics. We got Tyrell Terry telling us why he was absent from the team last year. Reggie Bullock on defense. Great stuff from Brunson. So many good things. But before we do, let me tell you about Sweat Block. Oh, man. Isaac and I, uh, we're bigger guys. There's certain clothes that are just not uh, flattering on us. And so we have to wear layers, right? <laughs> you wear layers. And we were wearing layers indoors at Mavs Media Day. And there were times when I was like, I should have used Sweat Block. I looked at Isaac one time during this and said, I regret not using sweat block because I'm just sweating right through my shirt right now. Uh, you can use sweat block. It's doctor created, doctor recommended. Works for up to seven days per use. You get a dry shirt guarantee. They're just wipes. You wipe them under your underarms the night before, and you get a dry shirt guarantee for seven days. It's absolutely works. I've used it. A bunch of people have used it. They tested it on firefighters. You can get these at sweatblock.com. Use the promo code locked on to get a 20% off. Uh, the promo code again is locked on. You can get the wipes, the deodorant. There's all kinds of stuff at sweatblock.com. It's also the number one selling antiperspirant item on Amazon right now. That's absolutely incredible. Go check it out. Try some sweatblock.com. Again, promo code locked on. Also, want to tell you about rockauto.com. If you're a do it yourselfer and you're just buying your own parts at a chain store or a dealership or something like that, you're just ripping yourself off at this point. Like you're just you're you can save money, you can save time. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. It's really really easy. Their catalog is remarkably easy to navigate. It has on the left I'm on the website right now. The left side has all the makes of cars. There's a, there's so many of them. It's incredible that how many makes of cars there are right now. You click one of them and boom, you're right into 
the years, you pick the year of your car, and then boom, you're right into the make, and then right in front of you is all the parts that are available for your car or truck. That's all it takes, and they'll be delivered right to your door. RockAuto.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. All right, Isaac. Thanks for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen every day. We are still going to talk about Tyrell Terry, about Luka Doncic, and uh, and hear from Jalen Brunson. But make your second listen of the day, Lockdown Fantasy Basketball, the number one fantasy basketball podcast. All right, Isaac. Let's hear quickly from uh, Tyrell Terry. Let's do this one right now. Tyrell Terry shared with us the reason why he was absent from uh, a good chunk of the season last year. It was not really spoken. Nobody. We we asked around, but it was it was not really. Uh, I don't I don't think it was widely reported, and so but Tyro Terry opened up to us and shared with us, which we were really grateful for. You obviously missed a good chunk yep. of the season last year. If that's something you can't speak on, if you can't, it's no big deal. Or can you shine light a little bit on that? Uh, yeah, so um, I was dealing with some mental health stuff that mm. uh, kind of runs in my family. Um, and I wasn't really uh, aware of that it was creeping up on me. Um, it kind of hit me pretty serious. So uh, I had to take care of that and figure out ways to, you know, make myself better in that area. Yeah. Um, but it, it was great because, uh, you know, the Cuban and, um, you know, the old front office that was here, they were so supportive. And even the Mavs fans were so supportive, even though uh, most people didn't know what was going on. Um, you know, so it made a lot easier for me what what would you tell somebody that's maybe in the maybe in a similar spot I, I know for me when i first went to counseling the hardest part for me was walking in the door for the first time yeah it's like if somebody is struggling at home and they're watching this listening to this what would you say the first step to them would be that it's not just you um for the longest time i grew up around uh even my family and friends that we just didn't share our emotions. Mm. Um, and I, I had emotions uh, in high school that I just kind of pushed off to the side. Cause you know, I was, I was a man, I was a boy, you know? Um, and so now that I see that I saw, I just saw a commercial the other day about uh, NFL players talking about how they were going through some serious mental health stuff and that it mm. took a while for them to, you know, be able to open up and that, um, I feel like a lot of people, I wouldn't say a lot, but I feel like there's a good um, number of people out there that are, are going through the same thing as a male or even a female, but just specifically a male um, and that, you know, you're not, you're not in this alone and that yeah. it's okay to just, you know, reach out and, um, you know, you're doing it to, to better yourself, you know? Yeah. And so I would just say that, you know, don't be afraid cause it's not just you. Yeah. So uh, once I got over that, it was a lot easier for me. This is big for us. This has been one of our kind of crusades, one of our things that we really want to emphasize on this show is mental health and to take, you know, mental health breaks to address your mental health. We've both been to counseling. We've both, you know, experienced times when we feel feel overwhelmed and sometimes you feel overwhelmed by things that you're like, this is so dumb. Why am I overwhelmed by this? And you just need to have somebody to talk to, to talk it out with. And Tyrell Terry ran into that and it's totally understandable. And I love that he said, you know, Mark Cuban was supportive and that Mavs fans were supportive of of him sitting out, even though we were, you know, they were all in the dark about the reason why he was out. And I thought that, that was great. It was great on the fan base, and it was great for the organization as well to give him that time, to give him that space, to to get him that help that that he needed. And now he can turn it into, well, now I can help others. Yeah, I appreciated his vulnerability and sharing that. You know, he didn't have to share that. You know, they they kept that under wraps for the most part of you know what that. Um, what was going on last year and just for him to open up and share that he knows that you know other people out there are going through similar stuff and that 
yeah, I loved his you know his advice and what he shared in that second question. And um, yeah, hats off for him to taking these steps. And like you said, we I mean we could talk a whole podcast on the importance of mental health and awareness about it is one of the especially with family history. I could go on another twenty minutes of that. Of that's something I've dove into the past two years of my life of family history and mental health and how that affects me and. Um, yeah, just a great answer by, by Tyrell Terry and thankful for him to share that. And the stigma around it, right? Yeah. You know, as, yeah. as men, like we deal with that, like, oh, suck it up, deal with it, right? Like rub yeah. some dirt into it, all that kind of stuff. Uh, there are things that you don't have to do that with, right? There yeah. are some things you do suck it up and just deal with it because that's the way life is. But for mental health, you have to talk to somebody, break it down with them and get with a professional. And so, uh, or a friend, like Ted Lasso says, well, that's what friends are for, to, Dump all your problems on the dump all your problems on you sometimes. All right, let's hear from Jalen Brunson now. Let's dive in. He had this this great answer, I thought, about uh the playoffs. You know, his minutes specifically, you know, I don't think we we laid out the exact minutes for in the playoff series to him, but uh first four games of this the series against the Clippers this past year, he played 20 minutes a game. Last three games, he played 10 minutes a game. That drop was uh warranted, and he agree- he agreed with that, that it was warranted. And uh, so we asked him about that and what he has to do this year to try and you know overcome that and to try and be on the court at all times. Look how the playoffs ended that Clippers series. You obviously didn't play as much as what you would want to. Um, what is, how did that fuel? Did it do anything this off season? And like, what, what do you think is the, the next level you have to get to when a series like that happens again? You're like, I'm on the floor all the time. Yeah. Um, just being able to control what I control first and foremost. Um, even if I was out there for, not as much as I wanted to, I got to still be able to do the things that I know I can do. Mm. So, um, like I said, the coaching is one of the hardest jobs in the world. So he has to make decisions on the fly. So, I mean, there's, there's no bad blood or anything. I just have to be better. It's nothing. I have to be better. I got to be the person who I am, the player I am. And, um, that's what I can control. So, um, it was on my mind all summer. I thought about it all the whole time. I could even watch the rest of the playoffs. Um, yeah, that's just. I know Trey. Trey said he's like, man, we just. Think, I just thought, think about it, like we were so close. If we just got past that series, yeah, you have to say like, if what, we got past the series, if, I. I mean. Yeah. We can. There's no reason why. You no, can, yeah. Yeah. No reason why you can't think like that. Yeah. There's a couple things in there that I just love. The the idea that he couldn't finish the playoffs, couldn't watch anything more because it just it just stuck with him like that. That's what I think. That's what great players do, right? They they use it as motivation. Uh, I love I love Dan Patrick, and I watch his show a lot. And they at the Super Bowl, they have all these great guests. They're always on location wherever the Super Bowl is. They're bringing these great guests, and they had Drew Brees on one time. And Drew Brees came in, and Dan Patrick does a bit every time with his guests. He either gives them like a terrible intro or whatever. This time, they were taking old draft uh, scouting reports on these guys. And they would read all the negative stuff that people said about about these players coming into the draft, about Drew Brees, who's like a Hall of Famer, or like J.J. Watt, who's like an MVP, you know, all that kind of stuff. And with Drew Brees, he, he they rode through they rode through it and was like, oh, not accurate, like all this kind of stuff. That's obviously like doesn't matter because he's Drew Brees and he's done all this stuff and overcome everything. Drew Brees took that took that um, scouting report. It was on his sheet of paper, and he put it in his locker and he looked at it and he used it as motivation. And I think that stuff is, is like what well, makes great players to, to try and find motivation somewhere, to try and take something that was negative, that said negative or that happened to you and to turn it back into motivation and say, all right, I'm going to overcome this now or I'm going to 
They said I was this. I'm going to prove them wrong. That kind of stuff. Sometimes you need that little extra edge. And I think this past playoff series was not an extra edge for Brunson. It's like a whole a whole ass edge like for, for Jalen Brunson. That playoff series and how he wants to prove that he can be who he is and be out there next year in the playoffs. Yeah, and you see his face whenever I said, you know, the word fuel. He's like, he just leaned back. He's like, yes. And like, this is, that was it. Because, you know, some players would sit there and be like, ah, you know, that, that's, that was last year. You know, it's a, new, it's a new, you know, even Dorian. Dorian talked about it a little bit. He's like, yeah, I thought about it a lot, you know, early on in the offseason. But now it's a, you know, a fresh start now. Trey Burke, you know, talked about it in his, you know, it, that Clipper series was kind of a conversation for a couple different players there of if we got past how far we could have gone. And to hear JB talk about that, and even there was a, a question later on, I don't think we're going to have in a clip to where he even says, that's on me. Like, he even, like, said yes. that about He himself. wears like, it. Yeah, he's like, yeah, and he's like, I let one slip. I let that series. So the, he's really taking ownership of that, and it shouldn't all be on Jalen Brunson, but for him no. to, like, take that ownership, it's it's cool to see as a player. And not just pass the buck on to somebody else, right? Not just yeah. say, well, yeah. It's, it's, we it's, all got to get better, which is true. Yeah. But he could have said something like that. Or it was coaching, you know, or just blame something that was like. <laughs> so Rick. Uh, no. <laughs> he did say coaching is the hardest thing, hardest profession in the world. <laughs> yeah. Is true. Uh, all right, coming up, let's hear more from Jalen Brunson. He had a great answer about secondary, being a secondary creator. Some of you have asked, why can't Jalen Brunson be that secondary creator you guys and Cuban have talked about this offseason? So he answered that question directly. Well, so we'll get into that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar, it's a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. I got one right here. Grasshopper cookie. I love it. May not be Isaac's favorite, but I love it. And that means that there are different flavors of Built Bars that different people love. There are some that Isaac likes that I don't like. And so you got to try a whole bunch of them. Get the mixed box. And you can use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off at BuiltBar.com on that mix box. They're always coming up with new flavors. Ooh, cherry lime. Every time I open this website, I feel like there's a new flavor on here. Cherry lime is a brand new flavor you can get on Built Bar. 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, 5 grams of sugar. That's perfect for a snack on the go. You're in your car. You need something to grab real quick. Boom. Grab a Built Bar. It's going to give you that protein you need and not cost too much in terms of calories and in terms of sugar. Go to built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. Also, I want to tell you about betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to put down some money on sports. Front page, of course. Oh, I'm already sick of hearing about it. Brady versus Belichick. I'm, all, th- I'm, a, I'm actually all here for it. You're here for it. You're ready for it? I, I, I guess. I'm a sucker for returns for like players but like the the lead up to it there's just everybody's just gonna talk about the same stuff I, I'll, I'll watch the game probably and i'll be excited about it but okay what do you think the line is right now uh for all oh, that sunday night game yeah oh it'll probably be like uh tampa tampa is away plus, plus six patriots are home or minus six Woo, six and a half the bucks are a favorite they're getting a little they're getting a little half extra point there but yeah that was a great guess uh, so if you want to put some money on that, you want to get some action, put some extra stakes into this game, especially since it's going to be a huge matchup, go to Bet Online, use the promo code NFL100 to get a 100% welcome bonus. Again, NFL100, put some money, Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into some more 
topics. We talked to, to Jalen Brunson. Uh, he was a great interview, by the way. Watch the full one on YouTube. Great there stuff you from him. But here's a great answer from him. We asked him about being a secondary creator and why can't he just fill that role for the Mavs? A lot of people have talked about the Mavs need a secondary creator. They need somebody to come in and they'll get a bucket. Cubans right. even mentioned getting a secondary creator. Right. What, what do you think you have to do to potentially like fill that role? Um, first, just be myself. Um, just because um, uh, people say things like that. Um, I mean, obviously I see it like it's kind of impossible not to see things nowadays. Um, everything gets reposted a thousand times. Um, but I mean, just be myself, be myself, be the player that helped me get here and be the player that's, I mean, I've been taking steps every year, becoming better and better every year. And, um, just, it's not like it's not disrespectful. It's just it's what what he wants. He's the owner. He want he can do every whatever he wants. But for me, I just just keep finding ways to get better and keep finding ways to just be yourself. Just be yourself. Okay, so I want to dive into who is Jalen Brunson. Like, what is himself? When you when you hear Jalen Brunson say, "I just need to be myself," what what do you take from that? Um, his dating advice. Uh, <laughs> Was very similar. Yeah, it was. Uh, so, so the full, I know we've referenced this earlier, but the full interviews of all these conversations are on YouTube that we asked a bunch of different questions. We're just shills for our YouTube page at this point. We are. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the last question we asked Jalen was about dating advice and he talked about being himself. But, you know, yeah, I, I think the thing with him is he is one at so many different levels that it's like you got to stay true to who you are. Never try to be something that you're not, but how do you improve who you are? And I think that's, that's, it's just like weird, you know, it's not an either or it's this, it's like an, and both type of thing. Of, because if you hear, and he, he mentioned, you see it, you see people talk about this, it's reposted a thousand times and need a secondary creator. He's all of a sudden he can be in his head. Okay. I need to be that and fill that. Uh, and then all of a sudden he's like overpassing, right. And not doing the things that make him who he is. But what type of a player is Jalen Brunson that he, he doesn't really like fill that role necessarily. Yeah, well, I mean, he's a point guard, and that's true. that's what he is. So I think that's what he's going to stay true to being a point guard. But how can? But he's also always been a scorer too. Like we've seen yeah. him score at Villanova. We've seen him. I mean, we've seen all of his accolades coming out of college. So he's going to score. He's going to create. He's been playing that point guard position for his entire life. So he's going to continue to do that. Now whether. His the maximum amount of his strengths is exactly like can that be what the Mavericks uh, need at the highest of levels? That's what like we have to see. Like we we got to see it. I mean, he's he's talked about improving, using that as fuel. So can will we get a, an improved Jalen Brunson this year even better? That's what we're we got to see. That we got to wait yeah, for. Yeah, he's always been a little bit more of a score first than like a pass first guard, right? Yeah. It, that's just the, the way that his game is. That's him being himself, right? And he's really good at it. He was really efficient last year. He was 50, 40, 70, like 50, 40, 80 last year in shooting splits. I mean, that's really, really good for a 25-minute-a-game yeah. player, especially taking like nine shots a game. So he's he's good at that, and he did take a step forward. Uh, what we've always thought the Mavericks needed was a veteran secondary creator, somebody that has, has been in the playoffs before, that has been there, that can – create for others and also create for themselves. In addition to Jalen Brunson, I want to make that that clear that we think that they need somebody as well as Jalen Brunson because we yes. think Jalen Brunson could do good things. It's not like we need this guy to come in. We need Dragic or somebody to come in and replace all of Jalen Brunson's minutes. 
Brunson adds something really great to this team. They just need somebody else to help while Luca is off the court and to, you know, to help take some of this shot creation off of Jalen Brunson's hands, even like when he's, uh, when he's out there with the bench unit. So I think that you can get both things. You can get Jalen Brunson himself, but then you also, hopefully they'll bring in somebody else and hopefully it's Dragic. We'll see. We saw him at media day. He looked okay. I guess he looked like he was happy. Who? Dragic. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay. So, so yeah. So that's Jalen Brunson. He was in great spirits. He he had some great answers for us. Here's one of them. Here's one of the great answers from Jalen Brunson. We asked everybody this question, and uh, some people liked it. Some people didn't get it. I said we asked, you know, what is what's something Luca is not good at? Because Luca is good at so many things, and we didn't mean basketball. I think a couple players took us the wrong way and thought we were trying to get them to trash Luca. But what is uh what is Luca bad at? Like outside of the court like is there's any is there anything and Jalen Brunson's answer was awesome Luke is good at a bunch of stuff obviously you know basketball video games pickleball in the bubble we heard stories about what's something Luca's bad at English <laughs> English it's incredible so you, you know like I'll never forget this I always say this Luca like you know when like something ha- like if you're listening on the podcast right now he's like leaning forward on his, uh, at the desk usually most players are like leaned back or they're like kind of away but Brunson is fully leaned into the desk and is like totally in it with us and it's just great his response you know someone says oh that doesn't matter like, it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah. like like hand in his face like shot he's like, oh that doesn't yeah. doesn't matter he would he would just say ain't no matter I'm like <laughs> so, he used to say it all the time. And like now I say it. I say it to like mock him, but I don't think he understands that I'm mocking him. Yeah, is, yeah. He's like, oh, that's my catchphrase now. Yeah. Um, no matter. What is he bad at? Uh he said singing. Singing? Yeah. He said he's bad at but singing. But Dwight Powell said he was good at singing. No. <laughs> no, Luke Dwight is, was full Luke, of crap. Luke is, Dwight was. Luca is Dwight was definitely full of crap. Um <laughs> Luca can't sing. I think his accent makes it bad. Mm. Um dancing. Fashion? I keep bringing that up, but you bought his shoes. So, so, uh, I, I would say he's shoes. bad at fashion. I think obviously like, European style is different, so I'm not gonna. Mm. And also, I'm not gonna say like I have the best fashion. I'm not gonna say that. Um, <laughs> yeah, just English probably is number one. Okay. <laughs> Jalen Brunson's the best. He's just leaning forward. He just he's just in it with us. He was he was uh, he's a very personable guy. We loved having him on, and. uh Luca's bad at English, which, hey, I can't blame him. It's like his fifth language or something like that, right? Oh, yeah. He speaks literally like five. I, I was just talking to somebody about this day. Like, how, how many languages does he speak? And I'm like, I think it's I think it's five. So it's crazy. <laughs> it's wild. That was a great answer for Brunson. Uh, full interview again. We're shills for our YouTube channel. On the, on the YouTube channel, go watch it. Great stuff from Brunson. That was not the whole interview. Uh, all right, couple others I, I did want to get to today. Uh, Sterling Brown gave us a little bit of a taste about playing for Coach Kid. He played for Coach Kid for a little, a, a short amount of time, maybe like half a season or so, in Milwaukee before Kid was fired. And I, first of all, I'm amazed. Like Sterling Brown came back, right? All the horror stories you hear about Jason Kidd. Sterling Brown came back and and decided to play for Jason Kidd. I think that is a positive in Jason Kidd's you know arena. It wasn't so bad that. Sterling Brown is like, I'm never playing for that guy again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and so let's hear from Sterling Brown on that. When you you played for Kid your first year in the league, right? What do you remember about playing for Kid as a coach? 
you know, um, I mean, he was, you know, definitely hard on us, you know, um, but it was good, you know, because uh, he wanted guys to, you know, work really, you know, um, you know, put in that work. And, you know, that's what I did. You know, um, me and Jake, had always been cool, you know, because we got, you know, kind of the same mindset. You know, we, uh, we always want to, you know, go out there, get after it. And, you know, um, nothing soft, really, you know, you know, uh, we hard nosed and, um, you know, really, that's that's really it. Hard, but in a good way. <laughs> also, it took everything inside of me not to tell ask Sterling to move his mic up because he sat the whole time with the mic on, on the table. Uh, but yeah, I mean, shocking. You know, Jason Kidd, you know, coached coached him hard in Milwaukee, and uh, he signed up to play for him again. So that that's something. I think that's a positive in Jason Kidd's favor for sure. And said that they they saw eye to eye because they always want to get after it. He Sterling Brown wants to go hard, and the way Sterling Brown answered that question made me also. I want to share this one with you. Uh, this is a clip from Sterling our interview with Sterling Brown uh, about defense. You you wrote this question in in our doc when we were trying to come up with questions before, and I thought that this was great. What would you say to a young player that's learning about defense, and it gives you an insight into their mentality as a player about about defense, and this team wants to get better at defense, and so this was Sterling Brown's answer. What would you tell a high schooler about playing defense in the NBA or just to play basketball in general? What would you tell them? Man, just go out there and give it your all. Don't worry about getting crossed. Don't worry about getting, you know, nothing. Go out there, hard nose, you know, 94 feet if, you know, you can, um, and, you know, just stay with it. Um that's energy and effort. That's all defense is, you know, listen to the coaches, um, you know, absorb everything, you know, learn as much as you can. But, you know, as long as you got that energy and effort, you know, the defense is going to take you a long way. He's a player that was, was we talked about it earlier in his interview, second round pick. This is his fifth year in the league. He's, he's sticking around and there's a reason for that. That's because he's not afraid of the hard work and that all that stuff he mentioned about defense is what he does. And I love the, you know, don't get, be afraid to get crossed. It's like, you know, we asked Maxie about the Kawhi hoodie. You know, and yeah, like that whole play and everything. Like Maxi went up for that. Not every player is going up for that, and it's kind of the similar thing when you play when you're a good defender. Like you're gonna get dunked on. You're gonna get crossed. You're probably gonna fall over sometimes and be on a you know be on a highlight type of thing. And that's just part of it. It happens to every good defender, and it's cool hearing that mindset from him. All right, last one. We're talking about defense, and the Mavericks want to get better at defense. Reggie Bullock had a great answer about defense and about about you know, what team success means for the Dallas Mavericks. And I wanted to share this with you and, and talk about it a little bit. Defensive team in New York last mm -hmm. year. What makes a team good defensively? We've seen Kid talk about it. I mean, that's going to be one of the biggest, you know, pushing points yeah. of training camp. What makes a team good defensively? Um, well, to me, I, I felt like um, just the trust that you have into it. Um, you're not going to get everything right on the defensive end, but you can you can definitely play hard. You can definitely cover up for someone else's mistake. If I get blown by, I know that if I if I uh, ran out to contest this guy on the three point line, like a JJ Riddick or someone on the three point line, he drives to the basket and get an easy layup. The back line should be there mm. to protect me. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like it start with that back line, and I felt like up in New York last year we had Neuros and, and Mitch back there, and that and that back line. Once I get beat, I already know that somebody's going to be there, so it allows the guards to be more. Uh, press up more on defense, and we know that my back line, if you go to that basket, is getting swatted. So, um, and that's what we hung our hat on. So, we was just out there just covering for each other, just trying to play hard. What, what would you say a successful season is? Yeah. Second round, is it only title? How do you measure kind of success this year? 
Um, success this year is being a top 10 defense. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I like that one. We love that answer. We both yeah. said that. We're going to say it again. We love that answer. It's the only like tangible answer I think we got as far as uh, product, not just like results. Yeah, I mean, it's an actual goal that we can – you know, look at as far as like stats wise to see how good of a defense, you know, they actually are. And him referencing, I think that the paint presence that, you know, Nerland's brought and Mitch Robinson brought up in New York. Can Dallas have that this year? Can KP get back to being that paint protector and the anchor of the paint and defending the rim is, you know, if they do run KP at the four, which is what it's looking like, who's going to be that five that, that allows the Bullocks of the world, the Dorans of the world to really press on the perimeter but get beat sometimes, is it going to be Willie defending the paint? Is it going to be Moses Brown or Dwight or a different center? Like, that's the... I I, I wonder... We all wonder how Jason Kidd's going to coach this team. Rotations, defense, offense, and everything. But I'm really curious to see how they are defensively. And what they try to do. Are they going to drop like they've always... Like the Mavericks yeah. have always done? Or are they going to try to press up? Are they going to try and... You know, just stick Porzingis back there like Nerlens and Mitch Robinson do, and roll two three and, zone all day. <laughs> are they? They can do that, right? LeBron talked about that on on the Mannings Monday Night Football broadcast last night. They talked about a little zone on there, but yeah, that's the that the Mavericks are, want to be better defensively, and I'm glad that they brought in both Sterling Brown and Reggie Bullock because I think they bring a mentality that the Mavericks really need. Uh, that they take pride on the defensive end, and that they want to you know, help the Mavericks get better on that end. And so, uh, yeah, I thought those were, were great answers from them. Again, all of their interviews are available on YouTube. Like in and full, subscribe. In full, like and subscribe. Uh, but we'll be back. There'll be more training camp tomorrow. The Mavericks play. We'll share more clips from our interviews and talk more about that. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs, making us your first listen every day. We will be back tomorrow with more clips from our interviews. Great stuff from, who are we talking to tomorrow? We're talking to uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. Tim Hardaway Jr. warmed up to us. Dorian Finney-Smith came in already warm and, and, and ready. Frank Nilakina was also a real interesting one that we had just not talked to, and so we got to hear from Frank Nilakina. Uh, it's like the first time seeing him in a Mavs uniform. Was Love really, Frank, yeah. It's really interesting. So we'll be that. Make your second listen today, Locked On Fantasy Basketball with Josh Lloyd. He's doing an amazing job all the time. He's the GOAT. Everything he does, I try to like, just like copy. I was <laughs> like, let me just speak. He gets a sound... sound uh, Board, I get a soundboard. He does multiple episodes a day. We do multiple episodes. <laughs> All that kind of stuff. I try to be like Josh Boyd. <laughs> Go listen to him. Thanks for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. Oh.